Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Australian Grape and Wine Studio Canberra podcast. My name is Lee McLean. I'm the General Manager for Government Relations and External Affairs at Australian Grape and Wine. And with me is Tony Baddeley, our CEO. G'day, Tony. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Lee. And it's a pleasure to be back. Excellent. Now, last week, uh, our listeners will know that we spent a fair bit of time talking about some of the international things we work on. Um, and it's a huge part of what we do. But I want to change tack a little bit this week and focus a little bit more on what's happening right here in Australia, here at home. Um, I want to talk a little bit about International Women's Day, which was on Monday this week. Um, For me, it's a great opportunity on International Women's Day to celebrate and show respect and appreciation for the women right across our sector who make such an enormous contribution. Um, And I I just want to sort of ask you a couple of questions as well, Tony, about where we're heading uh, and what we're doing in, in, in that space to promote women in our sector. Um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about um, the fact that things, fingers crossed, things are opening up a little bit in terms of travel and wine tourism in Australia. Uh, and this could well be turbocharged a bit by the Australian government's announcement today. Uh, we're talking on a Thursday of subsidised flights uh, to help boost Australia's tourism industry as it recovers from, from COVID-19. Um, so... Um, you know, despite some of the very real challenges we faced over the last 12 to 18 months, and some some have faced them for much longer than that, of course, particularly up in Queensland, uh, which has suffered drought for a number of years, um, I do get the sense there's a little bit of optimism creeping into the sector, which is really great to see. What do you reckon? Yeah, thanks, Lee. And, and you covered a lot there, and I think it is really good to see more optimism in the sector. Um, people are encouraged after the last year, which was a horror year, that at least we're getting a vintage. It's going to be, you know, pretty good in quantity and quality is looking really high. A bit of disease pressures in some area. So we've got some, you know, even here in Canberra, we've had really wet weather. So there's going to be a bit of botrytis around. So, you know, it's not all rosy. But I'll tell you what, I, I haven't seen people as happy as this for some time. And that's despite the challenges that we're facing. Um International Women's Day, look, it's a great thing. I think it's our industry is still underweight in women in management positions and a lot of those uh, enology positions. They're pretty big in viticulture uh, and certainly in the legal profession where there's a lot of them there. So we've got a fair bit of work to do to increase women's participation and opportunity in our sector. Um, but I think we're trying to work on it now. And I know a lot of the companies have, it's a really big part of their HR policy. We, we as an industry body, we've been working hard on this. Uh, we've developed the diversity and equality in, in wine charter uh, under which all our signatories, and anyone can be a signatory, mind you, they commit to promoting a working environment based around respect, fairness and equality and opportunity to pay and stamping out these discrimination and harassment. It's not just words either. I mean, we're actually looking at having, uh, I guess, real actions on the ground and hopefully we'll be able to announce something in the fu- in the near future about what we can do. But a lot of this is just about common decency. It's not rocket science. It's, it's nothing you should be making effort on, but it's something we all need to do. Um, I'm so pleased that people have signed up to our charter and so many people. And we've got a lot of people who've contacted me directly and talked about how proud they are as an industry to be being proactive in this field. Um, so we do have that range of activities, but it's really important though that we understand we're not there yet. And like all other agriculture and indeed all other industries in Australia, we've got a long way to go, but we all need to work together to actually get that equality out there. Yeah, you're exactly right. We do have a bit of a, a, a bit of a road ahead of us, but we are certainly on the right track. And one thing that I just wanted to, to add is a really practical example 
of a relatively small change that I think is delivering pretty big results for our for our industry body. Now, here at Wine at Australian Grape and Wine, um, we're a voluntary member-based organisation, and from that from those members, we we uh, draw upon that membership for our committee positions and met positions on our board. Now, we've always had a number of really exceptional women in leadership positions in our in our organisation, but we, as you as you mentioned, Tony, we are a little bit underweight, I think, and we knew that more gender balance would be beneficial um, for us as an organisation to give us a, a much more diversity in terms of the views that we hear from our membership. And, and also just to reflect, you know, more accurately that our, our sector, the makeup of our sector. So as part of the diversity and equality in wine charter, we actually created a diversity um, position on the small winemakers committee. And what was really interesting to me was how much this encouraged women to get involved in our organisation and in these sort of industry leadership positions. Clearly, there seemed to be some sort of barrier to women signing up for committees and board positions or sticking their hand up, because as soon as we had this uh, this specific position um, set up for women, we were sort of flooded with names uh, from people across the country, many of whom who hadn't really been involved in, in industry leadership roles uh, in previous years as well, which was I think was really great to see. So the time we took to sort of understand those issues and to create the right environment to uh, for women to feel like they can put their hand up has brought a, a hugely beneficial um, set of views into our into our sector and into our thinking. So like you said, we've got more work to do, um, but I'm really proud of these practical steps that we're that we're taking. Um, and I think it's certainly feeding into some of that optimism that we talked about um, in the industry at the minute. Now, I just want to change tack a little bit now. Um, as I mentioned earlier, for the first time in what seems like a very long time, travel restrictions uh, seem to be opening up a little bit and state and wine, uh, state and regional wine associations can finally start thinking about things like wine shows and regional wine festivals and, and the like. Um, we've also seen during COVID-19 a real boom in regional tourism in, in many regions. And this is all really very, very exciting. Um, but it strikes me that there are a few key things that businesses and regions should be considering as they set about organising things like their, their regional wine festivals and the like, including being COVID safe. Yeah, it is a really exciting time, Lee. Um, it's so good to see things opening up again. Uh, but you're right, it's absolutely critical that we do everything we can do to maintain our status. You know, it took us a long time last year. Uh, COVID hit just, you know, 20 or 30% of our way through vintage. And we really ran a risk of being shut down. So we were really quite nervous, but people rallied around and they got together and we did a lot of work at that stage to make sure that one, we're a list of the essential industries so we could continue. But this has only happened because we could demonstrate that we could operate in a way that was COVID safe. So we do know that an outbreak and lockdowns can re-emerge at any time. We do know that last year we did have an outbreak in a major winery and they got on top of it, they solved it. But so we have to make sure that we don't get complacent. Just because things are looking really good in Australia, you only need one small outbreak and that can close down your business. It can close down transport. It can lock down a state. So if you do own a grape or wine business, we've got a lot of information on our website. Uh, includes cellar door protocols, pruning protocols, and you can use these. But you need to have your plans in place. So you need to have a COVID safe plan in place and you need to have a plan that if something happens, this is what you do, who you talk to. So please revisit those. It is absolutely essential that we can continue to operate during this vintage. Absolutely. We, we 
can't afford to be complacent no matter how things no matter how much things are opening up uh, so if you are one of these business owners uh, and you'd like some more information please go and have a look at our website which is www.agw.org.au for more information now on another health related issue um, um, and I mentioned wine festivals and, and the like sort of coming up um, over the next few months I think it's really important that we can keep uh, promoting the importance of drinking in moderation and, and things like not drinking and driving uh, at these events. We need to make sure we're looking after our consumers and the people visiting our wineries. So it's it's not only the right thing to do for our consumers, but it's absolutely critical, I think, for the, the longevity of our sector to show that we're responsible producers and, and purveyors of a beautiful product that people can enjoy. Um, Tony, what are some of the things that we're doing or you'd recommend businesses sort of look at in, in that wine and health respect? Yeah, thanks, Lee. And this is one of the biggest issues that we face is that ability to demonstrate to the public and to meet their, I guess, expectations of us as a responsible producer of alcohol and retailer of alcohol, because we are both of those things. So we don't just make it, we also sell it and we have to do that properly. Um, one of the things I'm really proud of is our collaboration with Drinkwise Australia. Uh, Drinkwise are an independent body. They are funded by the alcohol industry, but we have absolutely no influence on what they do. So it's com they're completely independent. And what they do is try and change drinking culture. Um, fortunately, what they've done is they're trying to do a lot of work with the wine sector directly. So if you own a cellar door or you're planning a wine event, then you should use the cellar door materials that are produced by Drinkwise. Um, as I say, fantastic organisation that works to drive positive cultural change. And it, those messages of moderation and information and how to inform consumers is something they do really well. So the cellar door materials we've got are things that are scratchy cards, they're decals for your wall, they're things that educate the consumer and really make people think about what they're drinking and how much they're drinking. Um, I, I think they're well-designed, they're interactive. Um, they're just, uh, for me, there's something that both the businesses can use that don't devalue them as a business, but they're not something that consumers welcome and they like to use and they like to see that they're drinking properly. Yeah. And look, I know from my perspective um, and in my conversations with Drinkwise, the sort of requests for these sorts of materials um, just keep flowing in. So there are a lot of businesses out there using them. Um, if you are interested in, in looking at these, feel free to send me an email. So my email address is lee at agw.org.au and I'll be very happy to point you in the right direction. Um, that message around drinking in moderation is just so important and I can't stress how important it, uh, how important it is for everyone to, to, to heed that message. Now, time for us to wrap up, Tony. Um, and as usual, we'll wrap up with what's in your glass this weekend. So Given we've talked a lot about women in our wine industry today, I think it's only appropriate that this weekend uh, I enjoy, anyway, a glass of wine by, by one of the women in our industry. And thankfully, uh, there's no shortage of fantastic wines to choose from. For me, I'm a huge fan of Cullen Wines over in Margaret River, uh, and I'm very fortunate to have a bottle of Cab, Cab Merlot uh, ready to go in my cellar. What about you? Yeah, well, thanks, Lee. I've gone along the same theme Uh for this weekend uh so again i'm not going for a winemaker we've got women involved in all areas of business so i'm, I'm looking at angove so victoria angove she's obviously one of the the uh children who are now running the company along with her brother richard uh johnny angove was a long-standing board member of 
the old winemakers federation victoria is a, is a really great board member of australian grape and wine uh, she always keeps us honest she's always questioning us um, so i'm going to go angos um, and while riverland is what they're known for i think i'll i'll go for the angos mclaren vale shiraz it's a really good product it's a great area as you know and I really like the things that Angovs are doing on their sustainability credentials as well. It's so important that you get these um, this license to operate. It's not just about wine and health and moderate drinking. It's about showing that you care about the environment and they do it well. So it's a long way of saying I'm going to have a, a great red wine this weekend, Lee. Here, here. Uh, and if you're enjoying a glass of wine this weekend, make sure you do it in moderation and, uh, and make sure you enjoy it. So we will talk to you next time. Uh, on the Studio Canberra podcast. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks, everyone.